I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. friends and welcome back to a brand new episode of the unbreakable you podcast it's meg here as always and i'm so excited to be sitting down here with you today so before we dive into today's episode i thought i would just give you a little bit of a personal life update for the past four days i have been in a four day, like very intense somatic therapy training. So for those of you who don't know, this time last year, I started a three-year somatic therapy practitioner program. And the way it works is for three years, there are three modules spaced out throughout those years and each module is four days long so it's really cool I really love how this program is laid out because basically going back to like I said around this time last year I had my very first module so it's called beginning one and that's this four day module. So we're in class all day for four days. And then we have a few months to take what we learned in class and start to play around with our new knowledge and integrate it into our sessions. Because everyone in the class and everyone going through this training program are a practitioner of some sort. So we all have to have like our own practice, seeing clients, that sort of thing. So between modules, it is like expected of us to integrate what we learn. And then we also have to receive our own therapy sessions with a somatic practitioner and also have these things called consults, which is basically like mentoring sessions. I plan to go in depth about all of this in future episodes. I really love somatic work and I feel like I have so much info that I can share with you all, not about the training, but just about what somatics is just in general and just share um, some of that wisdom with you. So I'm really excited about that. But this was my fourth module and they are so great. They are so nourishing. Like I look forward to waking up every morning and signing on to Zoom and going to class. Like I love it so much. And then we wrap up at five o'clock in the evening And I am just like completely spent. (laughs) So I feel like I have fallen off the face of the earth for the past four days. But 
I am back and I am so ready to be back. I'm excited to be back. I'm seeing clients all week long. And today I actually had the opportunity to sit down with a special client of mine. Her and I started working together at the end of winter of this year and she's on the show with me today. So her and I actually recorded this episode today and I really don't want to take up too much more of your time because this episode is just really great. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up of where I've been. I know I've been really quiet over on social media, but that's because I was in class and at the beginning of class, I just set this intention for myself to be present. And the way that that showed up for me was much, much less time spent on my phone. And I think that was the best thing for me. But like I said, today, I was so excited to get back into things. I actually recorded two podcasts today and the next one is coming out next week and it's also really good but let's focus on the here and now and what is at our hands today and like I said that is a podcast episode with one of my past clients she is so special to me as all of my clients are And I am just so excited for you to hear from her. Her story is going to resonate with so many of you. And I'm so excited for you to meet my sweet client, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. Hi, Meg. I am so excited to be here. And I know everybody uses that line, but it's so true. My cheeks are so they're hurting from smiling already. I know you and I have been talking for like basically 20 minutes already without hitting record. And that's what I just said to you. Like my cheeks are like aching because I'm already smiling so much. I mean, you and I work together for three months inside my back home to you program and we had such an amazing time together obviously like I love you to bits and it's been a while like I can't even really remember exactly what month it was that we wrapped up our coaching but it was like beginning of summer I would say I'm not really sure but it's been a while since you and I had the opportunity to like sit down and chat so I'm super happy (laughs) to just be here with you yeah me too and I'm getting emotional thinking about when we first started and the journey that we took together and I think we actually ended up getting to work together a little bit longer than three calendar months because there were times where I had to reschedule or I think like maybe you were being true to yourself and having to take some time when you weren't feeling well. So I think really, if we look at the calendar, we went maybe from March until June. Um, But I know that it was, doesn't feel like it was enough time. And it was a long enough time for me to like genuinely fall in love with you and miss you so, so much. (laughs) Oh, that makes me so happy. Honestly, like you truly do feel like a real friend of mine. And 
I know even now that we aren't like actually working together one-on-one and having our weekly sessions anymore, we still keep in touch. So that makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you were actually kind of getting a little bit of emotional, like thinking back to our time together and when we first started working together. And something that I always like to kind of ask my clients when they come on the show with me is what was it that like prompted you to actually first reach out to me? I always find this so interesting. So I don't quite remember when or how I started following you, but all of a sudden I just started paying more attention. And I remember seeing pictures of you in your car saying, getting ready to meet with a teen client. I'm so like, I'm so blessed that I get to have this job that I have. And, and I know that a lot of the things that you would say would like, like my soul could feel it. And But at the time, I was struggling with some things with my daughter. And so I was more looking at, I want to find somebody that my daughter can connect with and talk to. And then when I realized that you work with teens, I think is when I sent the first message to you. And we had um, our discovery call, the three of us in February with her But then some of the things that you were saying to her resonated with me. And I just love how easy you were to talk to, even in that discovery call. I was like, I want to spill my whole life to this lady. Like, (laughs) you just are so caring and open to receiving anything people want to give you. And you don't pass judgment. Like, there was nothing about you that made me feel like, oh, I don't know if I can tell her some of this stuff about myself. And while I didn't come to you to work with eating disorder type things, I quickly realized that you had something to offer that I didn't know I needed. And that was around disordered eating. And so I can't, you know, the the Back Home to You program resonated with me as far as, um, when I read the description of it and learned what you do with your clients, because I really felt like I had been through a lot of things in my life that made me lose who I was. Like whether it was, and I'm going to start crying. So whether it was like the death of my parents or my divorce or um, a tragic accident that a fiance had and a really terrible relationship. And then to, now with my husband that I'm with now, I feel like I had all these huge events happen in my life and I really lost who Carrie is inside. And I felt like your program could help me to do exactly what it says to come back home to me and figure out who am I supposed to be after all of these things that happened to me, regardless of what the world says that I should be. And, you know, it's, well... I'm, you know, an orphan by death. So society tells me that you should feel this way because your parents are no longer here or you're a divorced woman and society says that you should act this way or, you know, you're a single mom or you're, you know, whatever it is, I feel like I was 
kind of like a ping pong ball, like bouncing around or a, a pinball, not a ping pong, a pinball bouncing around this machine, trying to figure out like, where am I supposed to land? Because none of it felt good. Everything that I was supposed to be, according to whoever I decided to follow on my own social media, you know, I'm the one that put those people in my life. But I realized that none of that felt true to me. And so that's why like in seeing some of your posts, and that's why I love now when you say in your posts, these are some of the things I can help you with, because it's so true. Like you really do help with all of those things that you say you help with and so much more that people don't even realize they need. Mm, Okay. I am going to let that sink in for our listeners, because I think what you just described, like you said, so many incredibly powerful things, um, just now. And I think so much of that is going to resonate with so many people. So just encouraging everyone to just like take a moment and let that sink in because yeah, um, just that pinball description that you mentioned, you know, I, I really do think so many people are going to resonate with that. And, um, also just going back to that first call we ever had. And I remember that first DM you ever sent me, right? It was about your daughter. Like that was, I was going into this discovery call thinking, okay, I'm going to meet this teen. We're going to talk about where she's at, like that sort of thing. And whenever I'm meeting with a teen client, you know, I always give the option of, and I remember talking to you about this, well, you and I could just meet and kind of talk about how I could help her. And then you could chat about that with her outside of the call, or I could just meet up with her and her and I could just chat, like if she's comfortable with that. But there's also this option of all three of us hopping on a call and talking about things. And I have a very like visual memory, you know, and I can see it still. And I remember hopping on that call with you two. And first of all, I just want to point out like, Whenever a mom reaches out to me about her daughter, you know, whether she has an eating disorder or there's like some suspected signs of an eating disorder, or even if she's just like concerned about her daughter for any reason, right? Like whether that's just a few little eating issues or a missing period I've had people reach out to me for before. And anyways, whenever a mom reaches out to me about her daughter, I just like want to give you some praise because I think that's just so important. You know, there's um, a lot of teens I know just like now that I have this podcast, I've had so many conversations with adults, right? Talking about when they were a teenager and having eating issues or body image issues or like period issues, health issues, that sort of stuff. And they didn't get that um, support from their family, right? Like that's so common. So I always just want to give you an extra shout out because it's a really big deal for a mom to like recognize that and be like, hey, 
you know, there's, there's people that can support us with this and let's just go see what they have to say and how they can support us, you know? Um, so I just want to, you know, (laughs) pump you up for that because I think it's so important and such a big deal and not all moms do that. So that's Mm -hmm. incredible. So right from the beginning, I was like, you are special, (laughs) you know, you're in my good books. Like, this is awesome. (laughs) But yeah, to then have that discovery call with you two and walk away, I think we texted or messaged right after and I kind of had this hunch or kind of a better idea that, hey, I might be working with your daughter, but also you into, you know, separately. So that was kind of like um, something that I guess I wasn't expecting. And it's not anything I was expecting either. Um, And then I was not so sure exactly how you and I could work together Um, because you have so many things to offer. And I thought that I had to pick a program. I thought that I had to pick, were we going to talk? Because some disordered eating stuff came up for me in all of this discovery. And I'm realizing like, well, my daughter learned it from somebody. And so it almost became a reflection of, oh yeah, I'm doing some of those things too. And, oh, I thought that was normal or I thought that was healthy or I thought, and so I didn't know really what path you and I would take. And also wanting to so badly just undo everything that I had learned about who I thought that I was supposed to be. So I just remember in the beginning thinking, do we have to just stick to this program? Or if I have questions about this, can we talk about this? And you were so great. Like every week it was, what do you want to talk about? And we didn't necessarily have to stick to the back home to you programming that I felt bad about that because you spent so much of your resources creating that program. And here I'm like, okay, it's a good program, but can we talk about this? (laughs) But always having those tools to go back to and listen to. And I this is a reminder to me, I actually want to go back and listen to some of those audio lessons that you uh, release because I am coming at them from a different perspective now. And so I wonder if going through those audio lessons and the journaling practices and some of those assignments, if you will, how different it will feel or how much even deeper I can get. Yeah, definitely. I've totally had clients like I know a few of them are coming to mind right now and they specifically came to me for either like eating like post eating disorder recovery right it's like kind of that like quasi recovery it's like okay I don't have an eating disorder anymore but I still feel like I have like these lingering disordered behaviors and we did back home to you and it's kind of like you set that intention at the beginning or you kind of have this idea of why you're doing this, right? So that's kind of going to be your focus. That's just kind of the way we work, right? Like if I'm going to go see a a therapist for something, like I kind of have in my mind about what I want to work on, for an example, right? And so a lot of my clients who start back home to you with me, is like they have something in their mind that they want to dive into or get support with. 
but then I do know like, okay, we spend those three months doing that. And I've, I have had clients reach out to me saying like, Hey Meg, you know, like I love back home to you so much that now, you know, like you've helped me so much with this and I work through that, but I'm actually redoing the program on my own time with kind of a different focus. Right. And so it's so cool to know that, you know, my clients are doing the program again on their own time. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So let me know if you do that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I will for sure. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we kind of have a better idea of what prompted you to reach out. And honestly, it's, it's different than what a lot of my clients usually you know, the reason why a lot of clients usually reach out to me because for in your case, it was more to get help with someone else in your life, right? Or see how I could support someone else in your life. So, okay, now that we kind of understand that, I want you to, if you're willing to describe like what life was like for you before you and I started our journey together, So it's kind of hard to remember that or bring it back up because it didn't serve me. So I let it go. (laughs) But I think I, I can describe more of the feeling of what life was like at that point. It was, um, in my head, it was very loud. It was, there was always something going on. It was, never calm. It was never peace. I couldn't rest. I used to, before all of this, I used to love reading books. Then they, whoever they are, said that I need to read personal development books. So I gave up my fiction. I was like, everything in my head said that anything I do has to be to improve me in some way or make me better or make me more this or more that. And so I just felt like I, in my head, I was constantly like, I feel myself constricting right now. Like I, as I'm talking to you about this and I feel just things were tight and things were loud and things were chaotic. And now like, I know what it's like to take a deep breath and I can take a nap on a Sunday afternoon again and not beat myself up over it. And I can read a fiction book. I can sit down and read 200 pages in a day and it's okay. And so that was kind of like, I don't know. Maybe your listeners can understand the description that I'm trying to to relay. Um, I think we all understand, Carrie. (laughs) Yes. Because I don't know that life outside of my head looked any different then than it does now. Like I still have two teenage kids that still need to be ran all over the place that still are demanding of my time. I still have, you know, I'm still a newlywed. We've only been married two years. So I still have the same pulls on me outside of my head, but now I'm able to take a deep breath and realize that not everything has to be done right now. I am not less worthy if I don't plan meals this week. And I'm not less worthy if I choose to go in the hammock and take a nap instead of 
washing my floors. It's okay to just be. And then when I'm ready to show back up, then it feels good and it feels right. And I don't have all the noise inside of my head. Mm -hmm. No, I think you described that beautifully. And I just need to point out, like, I am just coming off of a four day intensive, like somatic experiencing training. So I was in class for somatic therapy for the past four days. And that's exactly what we do. Like we focus on sensation in the body, right? So I feel like your answer was just so perfect. Like you weren't describing like cognitively, like your thoughts or, you know, like the mental way things changed and stuff. I really appreciate that you shared sensation wise or even in your somatic body what shifted over our 12 sessions together right like I think that's so beautiful and you know in one of my last episodes I think it was well it was the first Wednesday of this month so the mental health check-in episode that I actually did like a guided experience of what expansion feels like and what construction feels like and I didn't know how that podcast episode was going to be received you know it was kind of different than what I usually do but I received so many messages saying like how deeply that resonated with people and which was great because I'm like cool this is what I'm all (laughs) about you know this is what I do with my clients and just knowing that that episode resonated with so many people and you describing that, you know, not like, okay, this is how my life changed or this is what my life was like before, but how you felt in your body prior to our journey together makes a lot of sense. You know, like that tight, contracted, constricted feeling. I mean, I felt that way too when I was stuck in disordered eating and my eating disorder, right? Like life isn't expansive when we're living in restriction. So true. And I think about that and how then it relates even, you know, to my food choices and all of the years of like, and I'm not a big person. Like I've never been really big. Like my sister laughs and she's like, I liked it when you were pregnant because it was the only time you were ever fatter than me. Like, You know, and it's like comments like that. Like you had a pod, you had an episode a couple of weeks ago where you and your guest, and I don't remember her name, um, but you were talking about how people make comments about your size. Yeah. Cayman. Yeah. If anyone Cayman, wants yes. to listen, it was Cayman who was the guest. Yeah. Yes. It was such a great episode and I can totally relate to it because, you know, I grew up with, oh, you've got skinny bird legs. And then all of a sudden I hit puberty and my dad was making comments about my butt and I was eating ice cream every night because I love ice cream and who doesn't want to eat ice cream every night. But I remember, you know, like in high school, my parents going, that's going to catch up to you one day. And, you know, all of the stuff that was like, not intentionally, they didn't know they were saying anything wrong. Um, but, you know, then it made me, and then I was, I was married to somebody who is very much into how he looks. He is a, you know, 
competitive power lifter. And so constantly watching what he's eating when he's training or whatever. Um, but being married to somebody like that, who then would reflect that on me and, you know, make comments like, well, you don't need that sour cream on that taco or, you know, things like that. So it was all around me. So then when I was on my own, here I am now this free woman who was divorced. I, my parents weren't telling me how to eat. My husband wasn't telling me how to eat. And I still felt like, oh, I should probably only eat half of the hamburger bun. Oh, I should probably not put that piece of cheese on my cheeseburger or whatever the case was. And I'm trying to go back to what you were saying about life can't be expansive if we're living with restriction. And I think I messaged you this the other day about the Starbucks, like when I was in line yes. and I said, and you actually I inspired said, an Instagram post. Yes. When you weren't going to post that it. day. Like everyone loved it. There were so many saves on that. Like people can't see yes. how many saves a post of mine get, but there were so many saves. So I just oh. have to like, you know, say that, that that really resonated with people, Carrie. Yeah. Good, good. And that, that's what your program did for me though. It was not only my ability to rest and ability to take naps and ability to feel calm and light. And like, I have no borders to me, but it also like, okay, I want this particular drink and I'm not going to think about the nutritional value or how many calories or whatever, because it's going to fuel a different part of me. It's going to feed a different part of me. And so I don't know. I just think, um, I just wanted to make that point about what, cause you were saying about living in expanse when you can't, you can't live a life of expansion if you're living in restriction. It's such a great quote. <laughs> I know. I was like, maybe I should make that into an Instagram post actually, um, which I probably <laughs> will, but okay. So you did such a beautiful experience or example of describing how life felt like somatically for you like you mm -hmm. gave sensation to how that felt right so let's go back to that example of you going through the starbucks drive-through and you know there was probably maybe a part of you that there was still like hey this is what i should get right because oh, yeah there's those parts of us still show up but then there's also this part of us that knows what we really want, right? And that was your message to me, just for anyone who doesn't know what posts we're referring to. And I can link that up in the show notes. But like, you know, you said, it's so, I forget your exact words, but you had the experience where you went through the Starbucks drive through and you were able to order what you truly wanted, not what you felt you should order, right? And yes. so if we were to give like sensation words, you know, to describe how that felt in your somatic body, like what was that like? It, it felt so... Like the way that I'm like the way, cause I'm like picturing it again. And I just, I, I just feel open and I feel like there's like, I don't have any borders. Like I'm just he, like, I'm doing a terrible job of describing it. I put <laughs> you on the spot, but I don't think you're doing a terrible job. <laughs> um, 
I just, I just felt light. And I felt like the whole, that expression of feeling like you're on cloud nine. Like, I think everybody knows what that feels like. And that's how I felt. It was windows down, music up. That's how I was feeling because I got to get what I wanted to get because I am in control of what I do or don't do. And I also am in control of how I feel about that. I could have let those parts of me come back in and say, you didn't need the sweet cream. You didn't need the sweet foam. You didn't, or no, I think it was the pumpkin one I got, whatever one I got. Like I could have had the part tell me that you didn't need all of that. I was in control of what parts I let take over. And it was the part that felt like young and free and alive. And me just felt like me making my own decisions over a silly Starbucks coffee. (laughs) I love it so much. And I do just need to like throw it out there that whenever I post something on Instagram, it also goes to like my Facebook. And I'm not sure if you saw, but on Facebook, tons of people commented on that post. And two of like my in real life friends commented on that post about like your Starbucks experience and two of my friends like shared their favorite Starbucks order right now yeah it's like something super fancy and stuff and it sounds delicious but if anyone wants to go check out their orders like everyone's commenting now and being like oh my gosh that was so good (laughs) yeah and and I think I did save the comment of what it was because I am like I'm saving up a nice treat for myself this week because there's a lot on my calendar this week. And so I'm like, you know what? You're going to get through all of this and then you are going to go celebrate and you are going to enjoy this drink and you're going to sit outside and just enjoy it. (laughs) Nice. And yeah, I think that's a cool... Actually, I do want to, you know, highlight that a little bit. Like when you say... I'm saving up like to go get this. It's not like you're saving up calories or, you know, you're restricting in order to order that, but you're like, I have so much going on that I like have zero time to actually go to Starbucks, enjoy this thing. And so once I get through this week, I'm going to celebrate myself. And I think that's a, a really important thing to just put out there because a lot of the times, well, like every single time I start working with a new client and back home to you, I always encourage them to like celebrate themselves in some way because this is a new journey they're starting, you know, reaching out to me alone is a big deal, but saying like, yes, I'm going to start working with you, right? Like that's something to be celebrated big time. And I've had many many clients say to me, well, I don't know how to celebrate without food, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, is that a bad thing? You know? And because food, like it is an emotional thing, right? And so it's just so nice hearing you say, because I do know that was something, you know, in the past that maybe wouldn't have been something that was so okay to like use food as such a celebration thing right yeah but now it's like I have this hard day I'm going to 
you know, push through this or not this hard day, but I have a packed week. I'm going to push through this week, get everything done, do my best and then celebrate with a really awesome drink at Starbucks, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. And I think part of the program also um, helped me to be more present and mindful. So because the whole idea, like going back to what you said about having time, like, yeah, I can swing through the drive-thru and I can get this fancy drink and I can just mindlessly drink it as I'm like driving throughout my day. But what does, what does that do for, like, that does nothing for me, right? Like I'm not enjoying that. I'm just doing it mindlessly and I'm just going through that habit. But one of the things, and this is a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't done your program, but when you had us pick um, Anchor Words, and my anchor words were joy and peace. And I remember kind of being a little bit snarky with you when we were talking about this. And I said, well, if I overindulge in this, then that doesn't bring me joy. That doesn't bring me peace. And you were like, no, you need to think about the decision. Like, how can you find joy and peace in the decision? And you totally gave me a mindset change. And so now I think, because there was like yesterday, I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm in this area. I'm going to quick grab, run through. I'm going to grab this coffee and get on to my next thing. And then I was like, you are not even going to enjoy that coffee. That is not going to bring you any peace or any joy. Just drink your water and keep moving. And it wasn't from a place of restriction. It was a place of like, is the decision that you're making right now bringing you back to your anchor words like how how is this filling who you are who you want to be and who you say you are so your anchor words are sticking with me Uh, I love that so much and I really do appreciate that share because that kind of goes back to one of my not goes back to brings up one of my favorite things about the anchor words is that you know, I don't give them to you because they're different for everyone. And, you know, joy and peace looks different for everyone. And yeah, it's funny. I, I definitely don't remember you being snarky in that (laughs) session, but I remember very clearly that conversation, you know, and it just kind of in that session gave me a really good understanding of what your relationship to food was like right Mm -hmm. and just seeing you now it's completely shifted a hundred percent that was the pizza conversation right when I was going to my in-laws and having pizza is that I, I think or maybe it was one of many I think we had many conversations about this but remember I didn't I was stressing out because I was going to have pizza that was one of our very first sessions yeah yeah And how is that going to fit into my macros and how, but life is so much more than just macros. (laughs) It is so much more than just, I mean, that stuff is important, right? Like we need to be healthy, but there's more than just being our bodies being healthy. Like our minds have to be healthy. If we are stressing over macros or certain food choices like that's not a sign of health, right? Like stressing over our food um, when it's like abundant to us. Like I think the only time really stress about food is relevant is if it's like not available to us. And of course we're going to be stressing, okay, when 
you know, when do I have access to food or how am I going to get access to food? But yeah, when we realize that like this food is abundant to us and we have these lives where we can go enjoy these meals with our family or we can go to the grocery store and buy whatever it is we please, right? Like that's not Mm -hmm. a stressful thing for us and to be experiencing around food, right? Yeah, exactly. Right before I started working with you, I had gone to breakfast with a coworker and I said, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this since yesterday. Like I'm so, like I was looking at the menu and trying to figure out and she was like, really? And I said, you don't think about food all the time? And she's like, no. (laughs) That was my first sign of... That's a wake up call. Gosh, it was. It, It really was. And now like, now I don't like, I think about food in as much as like, what meals am I making this week so that things can be planned? Like when I go to the grocery store, but I don't think about food nearly as much as I used to. It was literally on my mind every minute of the day. Mm -hmm. And if anyone listening right now has listened to like my signs you're hungry series, you know, that's a huge sign that you're actually not fueling your body properly. And so for you to be sitting here now and being like, oh, I don't think about food to that like intense degree anymore. It's just kind of like in that normal range because we do need to think about food, right? Like there's like, it's, I kind of see it as this spectrum, right? We do Mm -hmm. not need to be thinking about food all the time. We don't need to be like fantasizing about our breakfast the night before. Hello. That like, that is not a normal relationship with food, but on the other side of the spectrum which a lot of people go like if they uh, and I was I'm so guilty of this like years ago but like I had spent so much time thinking about food throughout my life because of my eating disorder that I thought the goal was to never think about food right and I see this with a lot of my clients but there is like this middle area where we want to find ourselves where we are prioritizing nourishment where we are you know making sure that we do have access to food because if we don't then we're not going to eat but it doesn't need to be like this either of these extremes yeah right yeah awesome well okay so we are nearing the end of the show (laughs) I I have two more questions for you, okay? So the first one that's coming up for me is, okay, so for those who are listening right now, I mean, anyone who tunes into my client's episodes, they're obviously like interested in how you kind of got from where you were to where you are now and you know, what it's like to work with me and just kind of your journey, right? Everyone likes stories, (laughs) like transformation stories type thing. So what would you hope people like take away from this episode or just like your journey? I, I hope that people can take a look at where they are right now. And 
think to themselves, is this who I really am? Or how did I get here? I, I think about one of the very last sessions that you and I had together. Um, one of the activities was to, um, I'm probably not getting the activity itself right, but I had to list everything that I enjoy doing, like everything that brings me happiness. And that act, doing that activity helped me so much. Like it's what helped me to enjoy naps again and enjoy dessert and enjoy a fiction book. Um, so I, I hope that, I hope that the people that are listening to this, if you don't already feel complete peace within yourself, I hope that they reach out to do your back home to you program because you, I was, I have always loved myself. So it wasn't a question of being unhappy with myself. I was just like, okay, well, this is what 45 looks like with two teen kids and blended families. And this is just where my life is. But I don't, I didn't know this kind of peace was possible. Like, I am, I have never in my life gotten better sleep than I'm getting now. I don't have, I don't have breakouts on my face anymore because I'm not stressed out all the time because you taught me how to search from within and find peace within myself and change thought patterns and change, stop judging myself. Like I always like, I hang my hat on being a not judgmental person. Like I love everybody. Everybody is like, everybody is amazing in their own way, but man, did I judge myself? So I don't know. That's just what I hope for the people that are listening to this. Like if there's parts of you that are feeling unrest and uneasy, then just reach out because you've got a way to help them. And even if, even if they don't have any kind of eating disorder, food rules or disordered eating or anything like that, because that was not my intention for working with you. And like the person that I am now is so much happier and at peace. Mm, I'm so proud of you. And I think, you know, you know what questions coming next, but I really appreciate you sharing that and everything that you did today. So thanks, Carrie. And honestly, it was like such an honor to work with you and just like form a friendship with you too over the several few months, you know, whatever, 12 <laughs> sessions that we had. It was just really awesome. So thank you for that. Um, but I know you were prepping for this question because you listened to the <laughs> podcast. And so what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? I'm so curious. Oh gosh. Okay. So and I literally, every time you ask a guest this, I always answer it in my head, but I've never actually had an answer for it until now. And I think to me, what it means to be unbreakable is that you can literally be thrown every single thing in life, but you bend around it. You find ways to accept what's coming at you and you bend with it and you mold yourself around it. And you do the things you need to do to get through them 
but you don't let them break you. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Thank you, sweetheart. I loved Thank having you. Thank you. I loved this so much. Thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm.